Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping on the 10th of November 2021. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave. Hi. We are so glad to have you with us again on another spectacular, no-holds-barred episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Do not forget to check out the weekend edition where we give you every possible recommendation insight review we can music movies tv shows yep and happy veterans day to all of you who have served this great country thank you for your sacrifice and service that's why he's here he's keeping he's it the one that keeps me in check He's the one that does the good things while I do the bad things. Believe me, I will be screaming and yelling and cursing all throughout this episode, especially when we get to, oh, lateral thinking. Oh, my God, don't know. But first and foremost, we have to discuss the debacle that was Monday Night Football with our Bears losing to the Steelers, even though the Bears outplayed the Steelers. The officials... Tony Carrente and his bullshit crew. That that officiating crew completely decided the outcome of that game. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I have not heard anybody outside of Pittsburgh thinking otherwise. Agreed. 100% agreed. I have heard people in New York. I have heard many other people, like you said, hosts of radio shows, TV shows outside of Pittsburgh completely lockstep in agreement, the Bears got screwed. Yeah, this was the worst officiated game in my memory. And there have been some awful ones. The Bears outgained the Steelers 414 to 280. They played better in the second half. Oh, by far. This was this was Fields coming out party. Yes. Everybody acknowledged it. Everybody said it. He looked like he was finally understanding what he was supposed to do. He was making decisions quickly, executing brilliantly, and taking illegal hits to the head that weren't called. Twice. And I'm sorry, a late slide, giving himself up, okay, he's a runner. But that still doesn't give the Steelers the right to hit him in the fucking head. Penalty disparity, 12 penalties called on the Bears for 115 yards. That's just what we're accepting. Five for 30 yards against the Steelers. Absolutely ridiculous. And let's face it, the Bears had a touchdown taken away from them and had to settle for a field goal on a bullshit chop block call that wasn't a chop block. He was inside the box. He was inside the box. There is no way in hell everybody who has seen that outside, again, of Pittsburgh acknowledges that was, number one, barely touched him. Number two, it was inside the box where that's legal. Yeah. And then the freaking personal foul on the hit on the sack of Roethlisberger with Roethlisberger oh, dropped into the guy's Let's feet. give it Oscar! Let's give it Oscar! That Big was ben. I have never seen anything since LeBron James so egregious in terms of acting. Oh my God, I'm hurt. Oh my God, they beat me to hell. My ass! They never, the Bears defense Barely never touched him. 
barely grazed him. And his head landed on the Bears player's knee. There was no contact initiated by the Bears. It was by Roethlisberger, and they still threw the freaking flag. It's like he's a victim in Macbeth. Oh, my God. I've been hurt. Absolute I have been slain. I have been harmed. Jesus, God, this is why I don't like him. And I'm sorry. Where is where's the official being taken to task for bumping into Marsh? That's the next one. Cassius Marsh made the biggest play of the game for the Bears. Just came off the practice squad. And that wasn't, that was because not Because he walked two steps towards the Steelers bench, still at midfield. Still well, at midfield. midfield. Never said a word, didn't make any gesture. And Tony Garanti does a hip check on him and, and then throws the flag. flag. Absolute garbage. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. He should be suspended, fined, whatever. There and is no excuse for because that. Because the NFL protects their officials. And they shouldn't, they should be under the same freaking guidelines as everybody else. Literally, like you said, anybody outside of Pittsburgh that I have heard talking about this game who is a fair, normal football fan who is not biased in any way, shape, or form has said that was the worst officiated game they have seen in decades. It was bad. And the Bears, the first half, played like shit. And it looked like it was going to be a debacle. You and I talked about it. Yeah, I bailed after they went down 14-0, and I watched a couple episodes of Doom Patrol with my boys. Yeah, and I told and you I turned, good for you because we I were done the same with that, thing. When we were done with that, I flipped back over to the game and watched the fourth quarter then. And, yeah. I, he, oh my he, God. He te- Dave and I always text during the Bears games. He said that, and I said, good for you, man. I don't blame you a bit. Go watch Doom Patrol. I watched the second half the next morning on DVR, and I watched the whole thing, and I was just screaming and yelling. What? Where the hell is the officiating coming from here? Yeah, it was just absolutely brutal. Unbelievable. You took away a great performance from Justin Fields. Literally, what did the Steelers do to deserve to win that game? Nothing. 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 And they were outplayed. They were, well, I'm not going to say outcoached. They were outplayed. They were outplayed. Because that was my one complaint about the whole game was for once, for once, I would have loved to have seen Matt Nagy go ballistic. He goes ballistic in any game where he's getting beat. This is the one game where he should, Ditko would have had three heart attacks in this game. Four. Ditka would have literally had to have had a defibrillator and mastered him four times during the game. Yeah. And Nagy's wandering around like he always does. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, my God. But this is the one game where he should have been in the officials' faces screaming and yelling, going, I fucking need this job. I have to keep (laughs) this job. What are you doing to me? But it also fell on him that the stupid defense on the final drive after Fields led a brilliant march to take the lead, well, it should have been a game-winning drive, the damn defense 
gives up how much yardage on stupid penalties back to back lining up in the neutral zone robert quinn that's inexcusable that after the first one on that that's the second one of the game for quinn where was nagy in his face on that and then the back to back on it where was he telling the guys stay watch where you're lining up no coaching yep no coaching yep i agree and Quinn had one of those games it was like Jekyll and Hyde. Quinn looked really fantastic at times. And he and looked like, like an said, idiot. With the stupid off. And, and those were valid calls. I hate to say it. Oh, yeah. I saw You saw that. You saw how they were lined up. Yeah. I had no issue with that. But then the play immediately after that second one, Steelers moved early and it wasn't called. Twice on that, they should have been flagged for holding because they – Literally took players to the ground from behind. They got away with a lot on that final drive, too. Yep. Yep. Agree completely. So I think as most of our brethren in radio and podcasting around the country agree, the Bears got screwed. This was another ridiculous example of the NFL with their, we're going to emphasize Taunting. We're going to emphasize this particular call throughout the year. How about you just call the game correctly? Don't emphasize one point over all the others. Call the game right. Yep. So there were uh, ridiculous. So the Bears lose 29-27. You know, and and I'm not ripping on Kyra Santos for for missing that last field goal because that was way out of his 60, range. 55 was his career Of course, long. Steve Levy on ESPN freaks out and goes, oh, it hit the crossbar. No, it didn't. No. It, it was 10 yards short. short. Idiot. Well, I've, I've got Levy later on for another <laughs> segment. But, yeah, between the Cassius Marsh – and then, of course, you saw the, the Blues Brothers graphic they put on during the game. Oh, with the car falling apart? With Nagy and, yeah. and Pace? Yeah, the wheels <laughs> falling was, off everything. That I was give, pretty brilliant. I will give Monday Night Football credit for that. Yeah, that you know, was it's good. It's snowflake as they are at Disney and ESPN. These graphics they put up once or twice a game during Monday Night Football are very entertaining. Yeah, that, that you know, I will give them Having them as the props. Blues Brothers, yeah. That was kind of fun. But again, a a crappy weekend of football, and we get the crappiest game of all at the end. Yeah. Just a tight game, an entertaining game. But again, don't let the officials decide the game. That was just absolutely horrendous. Because, of course, we got to talk about Jordan Love. Oh, God, what is wrong with the frickin' Packers as an organization not being able to get his family decent tickets to that game? Putting them up all the way with their backs against the wall and the nosebleeds, the worst tickets in the house? Supposedly, that is where they've always put them. Supposedly, that is what I've heard. They put, you know, sellout, Arrowhead sells out, the Packers That's as an organization don't have a box I know, for the owners. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Absolutely ridiculous. 
bullshit by the Packers as an organization for their treatment of Love's family. Then, of course, we got to look at how Jordan Love played, which was abysmal. Like crap. And let's face it, like Nagy early on for Fields, Packers didn't do him any favors on what they were calling and running either. The thing that I took out of that game, um, I, I will still give Jordan Love a break, of course, because you've got the specter of the lateral thinker, which we'll get to later, the lateral <laughs> thinker hovering over this whole Packers organization. And believe me, <laughs> as Bears fans, we love it. Dysfunction, more, more dysfunction, it's more chaos for the Packers, the better for the Bears. Because we're already dealing with our own dysfunction and chaos. But the Chiefs could only score at home 13 points. You know the Packers defense is not the 85 Bears defense. No, I'm sorry. No, they are not. And I heard it put brilliantly on Chicago Sports Radio. Somebody goes, Well, kids, we finally got it. Nagy has the Bears offense playing as well as the Chiefs offense right now. <laughs> absolute abysmal on both sides and i'm getting tired of excuses i'm getting tired people are saying oh it's because of the whole uh andy reed situation with his son it's, oh, way, it's weighing on the team bullshit there's half the team look at the raiders the raiders have got the weight of the world on their shoulders right now and we'll get to them half the teams in the nfl have idiots have morons have evil, despicable individuals playing on their team or in their front office. I don't want to hear excuses about that anymore. No. There's no excuse for that. They are just flat out underperforming. The thing I took away from the whole weekend was Bears versus Packers. Jordan Love looked like shit. And I, again, First start, he's got to have some time. I mean, Packers, Chiefs. Sorry. But looking at how Justin Fields now looks after that game Monday night against the Steelers, he's getting there. He's getting close. He's growing into that role. And maybe if you let Jordan Love play another five or six games, he would look that good. Maybe, but he's... Justin Fields looks the part. He is getting there. Bears fans should rejoice. He just needs a better coach. Exactly. And for all the morons out there who think, oh, you can't give him another coach in a new system in year two. No, bullshit. If he gets a better coach who can develop him with a better system that meets his skill set, he is going to far exceed what Nagy could possibly do for him. Nagy is a hindrance. He is doing him no favors. He's holding him back. You should be able to switch once. Right. You should be able to switch once. If, If a quarterback can't adjust going into a third system, that's on them. And then we know from Cutler, who went through, what, four or five systems? 
in his tenure. No, but Cutler had his own issues. He Cutler, did. Cutler was a, you know, he was a head a case. Whiny brat. He was a head case, but how many times did they switch every year? And again, we watch that game on Monday night where, oh, there's Virginia McCaskey up there. She hasn't missed but one game. Oh, isn't it wonderful? How about you let somebody take over the football operations who knows what the hell they're doing? Until you let the reins go, until you let somebody else come in who knows football. I'm sorry, Virginia. Tell your damn kid to fire his stupid-ass butt buddy Phillips and get him the hell out of the town. You have got to get the front office fixed. You have got to get it situated with with smart. Lewis Riddick, I heard, is looking for a GM job. There you go. I love Lewis Riddick. I, I fought over Lewis Riddick. I have said over and over on the show, I think Lewis Riddick is one of the smartest, if not the smartest man on television right now. And if he's looking for a GM job, God Ooh. damn it, fire Ryan Pace. Bring Lewis Riddick in right now and let him do what he wants to do exactly. with this goddamn roster. I agree completely. But again, the Bears don't have the balls or the guts or oh, the know-how to do it. They've never fired a coach in the middle of the season. Uh, idiots. And now, this performance, even though, again, I don't think it has anything to do with him, any reflection on Nagy, this is going to buy him at least the full season. Oh, God help us. Yeah, because McCaskey and Phillips are too damn stupid to know what's actually happening. They can't recognize the trees for the forest. And we're not the only organization in Chicago with the Bears that goes through this. I know the Giants go through this in New York. There are other teams that go through this. The Raiders go the through Jets this. Jets have been going through. But at some point in time, decades. you have got to cut the ties. Just let it go. For let the betterment go. of the fans and the team, you have got to cut ties with the old school owners, the old school organization, and you have got to, to catch up with what the rest of us are doing, with what Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are doing. Mike Tomlin is doing with the Steelers. There's a reason why these guys have been coaching for decades. It's because they understand it. They know what they're doing. Mike Tomlin, as much as I don't like him as a head coach, I admire him because this is <laughs> the worst team he's ever had. And he's above 500. Yeah, he gets Ben it. Roethlisberger can't do anything right now. The thing with Tomlin is. He's actually a leader. As a head coach, he gets the guys to buy into what he's doing. He doesn't put up with any of their crap. They do things his way or they're done. And that's what you need in a head coach. And Nagy has no freaking clue. No. Mr. Kumbaya. Nagy, I, I would be shocked. With Adam Gase actually getting a second head coaching job, oh, I guess it wouldn't absolutely blow me away, but I can't see Nagy ever getting a head coaching job again. He'd be lucky to get an offensive coordinator job again. 
your Dolphins did end up beating the Texans 17-9, but Tua breaks his middle finger. Gah! Here we go. Maybe it is time to look for another quarterback with all these injuries starting to pile up. We talked about Sam Darnold. He's now out multiple weeks with a shoulder injury. The whole experiment in Carolina starting to fall apart here. Yeah, it's you know, not Matt looking Rule, good. Matt Rule getting that huge contract where they thought he was the next genius guy coming in from college. Not he looking not... too good. He ditched out on Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, by the way, the Broncos look phenomenal. Yeah, t- Teddy's uh, <laughs> playing pretty damn well up there in Denver. For Vic. So maybe Matt Rule's not the be-all, end-all they all thought he was. Thank God for my fantasy team. Russell Wilson is coming back this week. <laughs> that will God. make this weekend's Packers-Seattle game. We're going to get to that in a second. Very interesting. Yeah. Because Effing Mr. COVID. Lateral Thinker might come back. Maybe. Slim to none. This, let, let's knock this asshole out of the park. This piece of shit Aaron Rodgers lying to the Packers oh, no, organization. He didn't, lie. he didn't lie, Dave. No, no, I've heard people backing him. He didn't lie. He flat out lied. I they agree. can twist it any damn way they want. Anybody with a brain knows that he lied. He did not get the vaccination. His outside lateral thinking homeopathic crap doesn't work. It doesn't count. Sorry. That's Idiots. the point. That's the point. People are sitting there defending him, saying he didn't lie. Because, number one, you know, remember, we talked about this when we see the uh, Notre Dame game this past weekend. He said, I was inoculated, which means he looked up it and means says, vaccinated, which is a lie. He was not. He had a homeopathic remedy that he got from his psychopath. Beyonce. Yeah, and we can get into her at another time, but all I, I'm going to tell you is she likes to sun her private parts because somehow that makes her vagina healthier. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyway. But, and of course, he grew his hair out. We were all wondering why is Aaron Rodgers growing his hair out? Number one, why do we care? But number two, he disparages the image of one of the greatest action heroes of all time, John Wick. He went to a a Halloween party without a mask. Unvaccinated. Again. Breaking all NFL and Packer protocols, along with his wide receiver, Lazard. And all they're getting fined for and in trouble like for. $14,000 each. $14,650 each for the one instance. I'm sorry. Every time you stepped up to the microphone in a press conference without your mask, anytime you showed up to any team activities, practices, not following the protocols, each one of those is an instance, and it should have been a frequent violator. But no, Packers and butt buddies in the NFL there, oh, we're only going to find the Packers $300,000 for this incident. But if it continues to happen, then they could possibly lose a draft pick. How many teams last year the Saints, were less? The Saints got slammed. 
Again, how why, many times what does the NFL have against the Saints? The Saints always get screwed, whether it's officiating yeah, a other, few years back. Other teams last year got fined a hell of a lot more for less egregious actions, and then the Saints got fined and lost a sixth-round draft pick in the upcoming draft. So this whole thing reeks. I'm with it's you. It's awful. We are giving preferential treatment to the goddamn Green Bay Packers, and Dave and I, as Bears fans, will admit we're biased, but I think if you talk to any other football fans out there, they will agree with us. By all reports, every organization is pissed about this. Different standards for the Packers than every other team. All right, because got, of the reigning MVP. I am so sick of him. He is going to end up going in the Hall of Fame. He is going to be one of the most overrated Hall of Famers of all time. Yep. All right. We Speaking go. of overrated, how does Odell Beckham Jr. get to dictate, don't pick me up on waivers, and, oh, I want to pick who I want to play for next. No, you're a washed-up, has-been, no-account, never-showed-up-as-a-number-one useless receiver. You think you play in the NBA? Do you think your name is Kyrie Irving or James Harden? What In what universe have you earned this right? What stupid GM or coach would want to bring this cancer into their locker room? Oh, Mr. Lateral Thinker, Mike. Uh, yeah. That's one of oh one of three God. teams he wants. Yeah, and the, the Raiders, Chiefs, Packers, right? or Saints. I heard the Raiders too, and uh, the Raiders with the, what they're going through, they don't really. Need it. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs just brought in Josh Gordon. Yeah, how's Another that working? Case. That hasn't worked out for him. Oh my God! This is why the NFL is like the snake eating its own tail. Yep. They don't understand. They have a good thing, yet they keep encouraging dissent, bad behavior. The Henry Rugg situation we went off on last week should prove to the NFL you need to get everybody in Under line. Under control. Thank you, Dave. All right. We need to blow through Our recaps picks. and picks real quick. It was a bizarre week last week, an unbelievable. What the hell happened to the Bills? Oh my God, they have Jacksonville been... beats Buffalo nine to six. What the hell Where was the hell that? Is that offense going? I mean that that's not the first time that the Bills' offense has been underperforming. No, they've but already lost. I would have thought maybe they'd lose three games the whole year. They're already five and three right now. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm looking at Baltimore. I'm telling you what, Lamar Jackson is playing his ass off. John Harbaugh, one of the best, if not the best coach in the NFL right now. That's the team I'm looking at. They're, they're Josh be Allen scary. and the Bills are underperforming right now. They need to get their shit together. They really do. And the Chiefs, again, what the hell's going on there? Yeah, that's just an implosion on all fronts. The Titans look awesome. Oh, my God. Even Losing with Derrick Henry, Henry. And they go into L.A. and kick the Rams Up ass. and down the field. That was good for them. That Mike was Vrabel, impressive. Good for them. Vrabel is a hell of a coach. Coach of the year right now. Easily coach of the year right now. He should Because be. Mike McCarthy choked his ass again against <laughs> the Broncos at home. How do the Denver Broncos go, go into to Dallas. Arlington 
and beat beat down Dak Prescott, Zeke. Oh my God! I mean, this was just an, an unbelievable bizarre week. All right, Absolutely real quick, crazy. Some of our picks coming up: Saints at Titans. Everybody's taking the Titans. I don't trust the 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 Saints with Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. No, agreed on that front. The best game of the week might be Browns at Patriots. This this could be interesting because but Nick Chubb could be out. Chubb is probably going to be out right now in the COVID protocols, which is kicking my fantasy team's ass at this moment. And I picked up Dernest Johnson. So. Yeah, I know. I saw that you <laughs> bastard. So I had to put in a waiver claim for Gaskin because all my other running backs. Oh, are he's doubtful. awful! Oh, I used to have him. He he's was awful. The, he was the best of what's available I know. right now. I know, and I, that's the whole thing. There are no good running backs no. at all. So Patriots, I took them because I don't trust the Browns doing their win lose win lose win. This is a loss, but the Patriots have only won one at home. They got to come off that. Sam and Doug are taking the Browns. Everybody else goes to the Patriots. And we're going to pick this up in our next segment. Yeah, we are really running late, kids, so I've got to apologize. We will bring in the last of our football picks in segment two and then get into NCAA football. Wow! I love football season! I love football season, Big topics are killing us. Woo! All right, kids, stay tuned. We will be right back with segment two here, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Now that we've let you into Frenzy Club, here are three rules. One, you don't talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. You listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and all other major podcast hosts. Two. Two guys to a show. Kevin, Dave, the maestro, and the conquistador. Three. One sports frenzy episode at a time. Until Saturday, when you get the weekend edition. Now get in there and let loose on some PC wuss bags, will ya? Hey kids, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0 here as we record on November 10th. Again, tomorrow, November 11th, when it drops. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Thank you for your service and sacrifice. Continuing on with our NFL picks. Yeah. We went a little long with some of the big topics. So, moving right along. Vikings at the Chargers. I will never trust the Chargers ever again with Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. You mean in the a Vikings? Big game. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you you were looking at your pick, the Chargers. Yes. Because Kirk Cousins and the Vikings choke away big games. I they can't be. I could not on. believe they blew out to that huge lead they had against the Ravens, and then of course shit it away. That's what they do. They're just not a good team. Kirk Cousins is going to go down in history as one of the best slash worst quarterbacks of all time. He is going to have yeah. unbelievable, like Kerry Collins. He's going to have unbelievable numbers, but, but he's going to have nothing record. to show for it. Yeah. Nothing to show for it. 
Justin Herbert, on the other hand, I still think he's the future. I still think he is the top young quarterback. Yep, he is on the rise. That being said, everybody's shaking the Chargers, except for Doug, who's going with the Vikings. He's going on Viking Island. He just wants to catch you. Yep. And that's, we'll get to some picks later on. So. The Eagles at the Broncos. I really would have thought somebody would have gone out on a limb here. I almost went out on an eagle. I almost went out on a wing and a prayer. People think the Eagles are a mess. They're not. They're not. They're a fairly solid team that plugs along. Yeah. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are doing the best they can. They have no running game. No. Believe me, I know that because I drafted Miles Sanders in my fantasy team and since dumped him. And now you don't know if they're going to go with Byron Scott or Jordan Howard or if they're going to run the goddamn ball at all. Devonta Smith, of course, top pick from Alabama, wide receiver, sometimes has a great game, sometimes Sometimes disappears. Kind of like Tariq Hill this season. So... I trust the Chargers more with a, a young first-year head coach. Yeah. He's now tied to Justin Herbert. Those two are linked together. They are going to either succeed or fail together. In this case, they succeed. Everybody taking the Chargers again except Doug. Yep. So Eagles, Broncos, as we were talking. Oh. Sorry. Broncos across the board. Lack of faith in the Eagles and the way the Broncos are playing. There you go. Now we have Seahawks at Packers. Could it be the COVID-ridden Rodgers making his return? Or will it be the Jordan Love Part 2? The question is, we taped this on Wednesday night. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers can be cleared Friday. Right, but we have to have our picks in by our Wednesday night deadline. Russell Wilson has been cleared to practice and play, but again... Will he? And how good is he going to be? How sharp is he going to be after a month off? And the Seahawks have been known to underperform. The Packers can overperform. Yeah, I'm going with the, the, I think Mr. Lateral Thinker will play. That's where I was leaning towards with Rodgers coming back for the Packers. As much as I would love to see Russell Wilson and the Seahawks come in. Pummel the hell out of them. But you can't even count on something like that happening. Right. I think I think Aaron Rodgers will be cleared to play. He will figure out a way with two days rest, two days practice, to win this game because that's what the devil does. Yep, and it's at Lambeau. So Packers for everybody except for Nick and Sam. Sam and Nick. There you yeah. go. I hope they're right. I, I would really love do. for I them hope to be right. right. I really want the Packers to lose. Chiefs at Raiders. 
The Raiders disappointing going into New York, playing the Giants last week. That should have been an easy win. It should have, but but then you've got an underperforming Chiefs team that can't get out of their own way. This is this is a coin flip. I think it's the the Raiders have put up with too much. The Raiders have had too much put on their shoulders with the Henry Rugg situation, and we'll get to the uh, the Damon Arnett situation coming up later. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders at home, as is Nick. I just I can't. Everybody else is I taking. The I, I think I think at some point it gets to be too much <clears throat> for a team to carry the burden of these other teammates breaking the and law. And at some point you just have to let people. it. At some point you just have to let it go and do your job and focus on. And what I agree you're with doing. that. I do. I agree with that. And I hope so because I've got Darren Waller on my fantasy team. I'm hoping he blows up, but. Let me let me say something here real quick about Derek Carr. I freaking love Derek Carr. I I get tired year after year of everybody saying Derek Carr isn't that good of a quarterback. Derek Carr shouldn't have been drafted where he was. Derek Carr is a solid quarterback. Has been a solid quarterback for almost a decade now. Just because and he's got crap around him. He's had to deal with the John Gruden controversy. Now, this year, Henry Ruggs, he had to deal with moving from Oakland to Las Vegas. Yep. A cheap owner who won't put any other talent on the field around him. Brings in a GM from ESPN, who obviously now doesn't know what he's doing, as we now have seen. Yeah, we we ridiculed that move right from they the ripped, beginning. They ripped Gruden. Gruden's the one that said, just bring in the best players. The GM's job is to bring in the best fit for the team. Right. And regardless of talent, regardless of personality, bring in the best fit for the team. And Mayock, obviously, with the 2020 draft, failed miserably because yep. he brought in two criminals. There you go. All right, last pick, Monday night. Rams at 49ers. Really? Do we have to say it? Rams across the board because the Niners are crap. Yeah, but the Rams did not look good. They did not. Against Tennessee. But they're still better than the Niners. This is something we talked about a couple weeks ago. And nobody wants to, to bring this up, but you and I will because that's what we do on Sports Frenzy. When do we start ripping on Kyle Shanahan for not being that great of a coach? I think it starts now because everybody's dealing with injuries. Everybody's dealing with problems. And he can't get out of his way. He, I'm sorry, but I think it's time to move on from Jimmy G. Which is the rumor. I mean, if he you're going to spend so... your number three pick on a quarterback, I mean, you see what the Bears have done. The Bears forced Justin Fields in. And it's starting to pay off, not in wins, but in performance and, and planning experience. for the future. He's getting experience. And Shanahan is trying to coach for his job. And that's the thing. I don't think he that's knows what he's thing. doing. That's the thing that pisses me off, though. 
is that I don't think he is coaching for his job because everybody loves him because he's, he's got Mike every Shanahan's son. And he's he got everybody Buffalo. Anything outside of getting to one Super Bowl to prove to people that he is a. Last time I checked, didn't the Atlanta Falcons get to a Super Bowl? And they choked away a huge lead to the Patriots. Yes. Matt Ryan has never been able to live that down. No, but that fell upon the coach who is no longer there. But again, when do we start giving Kyle Shanahan crap for the same reasons? It starts now. But is it just going to be you and I? It's probably. When does ESPN, when do everybody else start jumping on this bandwagon and they start realizing that the defense is not playing nearly as well? Or remember the San Francisco defense with Bosa. Oh, my God. Yeah, where has he been? I am sick and tired of the nepotism. I am sick and tired of being told I have to like Kyle Shanahan because his dad won two Super Bowls. I'm sick of it, and I'm tired of it. We're moving on. We have NCAA to cover. Oh, I hate when you cut me off like that. Needs to be done. We're already I know, I know. A third of the way through this segment. So of course, Dave and I went to actually in person go see Notre Dame kick the crap out of Navy. Yep. It was but again, not a pretty first half. But again, as you all. said, this but, week we should give kudos to our armed forces, veterans in the military. Yep. Different experience than I remember. That was the first game I've been to in over 10 years. Very different experience. With the big jumbotron, the piped-in music. I hated it. I really did. I really did. Uh, the The rap music, the the hardcore rap music blaring, uh, just oh, couldn't stand it. Could not stand that They part could of pick it. a better thing to do for third downs instead of, what are you afraid of? <laughs> Yeah. Lame. Pretty damn lame. Yeah. So, of course, Notre Dame, I will admit this. I think they're getting a little disrespected in the the polls. Yeah. They have one loss, yet somehow Ohio State and Alabama are being touted as, oh, my God, we have I'm to sorry. put them in the top four. Why do we have to? Alabama still number five. Alabama squeaks out a win at home over LSU. Not impressive at all. How are they still there? Ohio State squeaks out a win against Nebraska. And they move up. Arguably saving Scott Frost's job. Yeah, well, we'll get to that later. Uh, Then... You know, Oregon's sitting at three. Cincinnati's on the outside screwed Why again. is Oregon considered so great at three? I'm sorry. What about freaking undefeated Oklahoma? I'm sorry. The Big 12 is more difficult than the Pac-12. And, Oklahoma should and be I'll up admit, there. Oklahoma has not played that well. They have squeaked by in a lot of games, but I'm with you. How the, the hell? The Big 12 is a better conference than the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is weak. It's a joke. Yet somehow they are just kissing Oregon's ass. Could this be Nike? 
maybe Could this be the influence but of why Phil is Knight? Oklahoma undefeated ninth it's ridiculous and you still got the shitty Michigan Michigan State team sitting there at six and seven and Michigan jumps Michigan State because oh Michigan's a more complete team and we thought that before but we had to give it to Michigan State because they beat Michigan uh you guys are idiots in the CFP. Absolutely ridiculous. 100% agree. This is just a joke. And of course, they're they're gonna the excuse they're always gonna throw out there is well, we'll fix it later. Once everything yeah, watches, you don't out, know how we'll to freaking fix it. Cincinnati you don't get should it. be number two. There should be no Oklahoma argument. No should excuse. be three. No right. excuses. Undefeated three undefeated teams. teams should be right there, one, two, and three. But you again are kissing the ass of the big money schools. Slurp, slurp Alabama. Slurp, slurp Ohio State. It's disgusting. It's garbage. And this is why you are corrupt beyond belief. Yep. All right. Now, getting to Nebraska and Scott Frost, they're keeping him on for 2022 in a restructured deal. He took a pay cut and had to agree to fire four of his offensive coaches in an attempt to try and keep some continuity and hopefully turn that corner because they've not played horrible this year. All their losses have been single digit, but still he's 15 and 27 and a fourth straight year without a bowl game. Next year has got to be it. Yeah, and the problem is Nebraska is like USC right now, one of those prestige programs from back in the 80s and the 70s that we as kids look at. That was a at. team that, wow, it's Nebraska. Yeah. They're badass. Well, it's been a rough go for quite some time. Yeah. And so now you got to look at these programs and go, LSU might actually be falling into that trap too. Yeah. With that Orgeron going away. Nobody stepped up and said, I want that job. You would think somebody would say, I want that job. Look at Steve Sarkeesian, took over Texas. Oh, now that's going to turn Texas around. They choke every, every week. week. That's Just like they bad. did before. It's never going to change until somebody steps up and changes it. It's going to be Saban. It's going to be Swinney. Off year for them. Yeah. They now, they missed on... Kirby Smart and Georgia are now up there. As you said, Oklahoma should be up there. Yeah. They and Ohio State are going to be up there every year until somebody steps up and knocks them off. Cincinnati has done nothing wrong. They should be up there. Yep, they deserve to be in the conversation. All right. I went crazy, nutsy cuckoo this week. Even what have I told you? Don't pick angry. Given the parameters I had, I still was able to pull in a bunch. 18 games for college this week. Under a 10-point spread. See, he's still bitter about that and is trying to screw with us. That's goddamn right. Because that's Jack what the ass. maestro does. 
So let's look at some of the highlight games here. We won't go through all of them, but obviously number nine, Michigan at number 23, Penn State is a highlight game. It is, and God, really, you can't trust either team. I, after after he lost to Michigan State, I will not trust Jim Harbaugh again. Yeah, but it's Penn State, and they're just... But they're eh. at home. I don't care. I'm still going to take Michigan. I think they're the better team. I'm taking Penn State. So is Bill. So is Aaron. Everybody else goes Michigan. It's going to be tough. That's going to be a really tough game. The next one, this is Oklahoma's season pretty much right here. As they take on number was it 18, Baylor. At Baylor. And again, we use AP. So we've right. got Oklahoma at number four. Right. Because that's, the we AP trust the AP is more. what should be more so than this right. bullshit CFP. So like Dave said, Dave said in the CFP, Oklahoma's way back buried, which they should not be. We've got up number four at number 18, Baylor. That's going to be a hell of a game. <sighs> Everybody I accepts- wanted to take Baylor. But I don't trust them. Oklahoma's just got something going right now that I have to go Oklahoma. Aaron is taking Baylor. Everybody else, seven of our panelists are in right now. Everybody else takes Oklahoma. I agree with you completely. This is a battle of two teams that are underperforming, underachieving. Oklahoma should, if they run the table, I don't care how unimpressive it looks if they go undefeated they deserve to be in, in the, the final four exactly agreed completely and baylor at home should win this game but they have choked and they've screwed me and, and you they've over screwed and us over all. again i will take the team with the better talent the better coach yep We've got Mississippi State, the Pirate, on the road. Taking on number 16, Auburn, who you and I have made no no qualms about our disdain for how Auburn has played this year. And God help us, we went with everybody else and took Auburn. I went with you because you told me last week, you said, I'll take the Pirate at home. But not, not on the road. road. Yep. And I'm with exactly. you on that. Yep. As much as I do not like Auburn, I will take them at home over the Pirates. Everybody across You're learning. the board. <laughs> well, you're winning right now. Dave is winning our football pick. So why wouldn't I listen to you? Everybody taking uh, Auburn on that one. Move down to, uh, let's go down to Texas A&M, number 11. At number 12, Mississippi, this is a tough one. Oof, really is, brutal game God. to pick. This, this, wow. I wound up going with the home team on this one. This could dictate the future of the SEC. And I am not saying that trying it's to It's not be, done lightly. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher got his huge contract. Overpaid and overrated that he is. Right. Lane Kiffin, same thing, though. Yeah, Lane Over, overpaid and overrated for who he coaches, is. Both of these coaches move around. They're like whores. They're coaching whores. 
they move around to whoever's going to give them the most money at the best time. Yeah, they got ADD. They can't decide what they want to do. Right. I really root for Lane Kiffin. I hate to say that. I really do because I want him at some point to find a place where he can show us what, all this what potential, can actually all do? this promise that we have this seen like glimpses fifth, of. Fifth landing spot now? Yeah. And same thing with Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, I don't understand why he left Florida State just for money. Uh, more, and then, of course, now they're talking about, well, maybe he'll go to LSU. Oh, God. Just no, stay just in stay one in, place and build be a consistent. legacy. Be consistent. Don't be a freaking mercenary. So that's my thing with this game is which guy is going to convince his players, I'm here for the long haul. You stay with me. We fight together. We win this game. We move on. We challenge. Eventually, Alabama, Georgia, maybe not this year, a year or two down the road. Which guy? Which guy can do that? I will still say Jimbo. I'm going with Lane. Oh boy, boy, you, boy, you, boy. you and Bill are going with Jimbo. The rest of us are taking Lane. Yeah, yeah. Number uh, twenty-one, North Carolina State at number thirteen, Wake Forest. Man, after that non-existent defensive game for Wake last week with North Carolina. I'm going with the Wolfpack's defense on this one. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I am with you on that 100%. That one paid off for me. Yep. I I had expected more out of Wake on the defensive side, and they've totally effed it up. But NC State has been more consistent on the defense. So that's the difference right there for me. And we have Aaron joining us. Everybody else has taken Wake. Yep. Number seven, Notre Dame at Virginia. If it was not for the fact that Virginia's quarterback is dinged up. This would be an interesting prospect. I, I, God, Notre Dame, everything falls Notre Dame's way. Everything falls Notre Dame's way. That schedule when I looked at it at the beginning of the year, I thought, that's a brutal schedule. There's no way in hell they get through that schedule without two or three losses. And then, of course, North Carolina shits the bed. Yep. Navy ends up being not even mediocre, but just terrible. And now you got Virginia, who not was good on up all until cylinders. this week. Their quarterback's yeah. dinged up. So, again, everything falls Notre Dame's way. They're still not going to make the top they're gonna four. They're going to win by five, six, seven points. They're going to squeak through. They are not a good team. They, they are, are not. not. That offense is so helter-skelter. They can't get any consistent play out of Cohen. And their defense, who the hell knows what you're going to get from one play to the next. They are definitely missing their all-star linebacker, though. Yep, and they've got, after this, they've got Georgia Tech and then Stanford. But again, it all seems to fall in place for them. I I still don't see them making the Final Four. I don't. I don't see how they're going to. 
but it would take a miracle of bizarreness. But it's been a bizarre freaking season. So God still, knows what that's could why happen. I'm saying it could still happen. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, we'll get to NASCAR in the next segment. <laughs> I I want to I want to deal with Arkansas at LSU because this to me is an unbelievably intriguing game. I know these two teams are out of it. They're just playing for bowls. They're just trying to get into a bowl. But Ed Orgeron's time is winding down. I, this guy can motivate people. He can, but knowing he's on the way out, are the players really going to respond? They played their asses off against Alabama. They did, which is why this is going to be a letdown game. No. No! I am on LSU Island. They wound up playing their asses off, emotionally spent, and they're going to be the letdown here against the Hawks. No! LSU That's the way I'm game. looking at it. Ed Orgeron, Big Ed, gets these guys to play their asses off, and they beat, it's, at home, Arkansas. I would be surprised if he can get him to go two in of a row. Of course, I'm the only one. Everybody else takes Arkansas. That's fine. And honestly, this was not one I had any issue about. <laughs> that was one of the first games I picked. This was not one where I erased like and changed. <laughs> I had that one down early because I was like, Ed Orgeron will get these guys fired up in Baton Rouge to beat the shit out of Arkansas. I am confident in that pick. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Nice for you to say in the front. The leader. <laughs> the leader being condescending. Of course, all the other games are West Coast, namby-pamby games. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Let's talk about the Hurricanes. Why? Because they're kicking ass. They just beat <laughs> Georgia Tech 33-30. to they are on a winning streak. They're five and four now. They let Georgia Tech score that many points. You shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Because I'm telling you, next year, we're talking about a top 10 team. We're talking about a top 10 program. I thought you needed a new coach first. No, 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 because they got it figured out. Kyle Van Dyke is the man. I told you this. The drop back passer. They're done with this whole trying to do the run option shit that everybody says you have to do the run option. They went back to the old school. Jim Kelly, Vinny Testaverde. Don't you goddamn <laughs> say Gino fucking Toretta to me. You know. They figured it out. Kyle Van Dyke is the traditional drop back. Ken Dorsey, Jim Kelly, not Gino Toretta. Drop back passer, we need at the U next year top 10 program. If they can get Easily. the defense figured out. That's a sad thing. Diaz is supposed to be a defensive coach. We've talked about this in the pros with Matt Nagy. We've talked about this in college. The defensive guys end up screwing up the defense. And the offensive guys end up screwing up the offense. Yeah. Wasn't Matt Nagy supposed to be able to fix Mitch Trubisky? Supposed to be able to groom Justin Fields? Yeah. And what happened to the offense? It's gotten worse every 
year. And just since like he's you said, there. just like you pointed out with Matt with Diaz, Manny Diaz, a defensive genius. His defense sucks. His offense now is carrying it's the starting team. to come together. Oh, my God. We got so much more to talk about, including Kyle Larson winning the Cup Championship. Yep. Stay tuned for segment three. Mm, yes. Listen, you will, to Sports Frenzy 2.0, oh, you must. Much to learn from the maestro and conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Segment 3, Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping here on the 10th of November, 2021. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Since we don't have <clears throat> baseball to really talk about, Outside of the fact that the White Sox inexplicably picked up Craig Kimbrell's $16 million option. My brain hurts. We will get into baseball more later on because we've got the GM meetings going on right now. The We're going to have all the winners of every manager of the year, rookie of the year, Cy Young, all that stuff coming down the line. Plus, we don't even know if any of these players are going to sign because we've got a potential labor stoppage yep. coming up. And that would be the dumbest, worst thing in the world for all parties involved. Yep, and players, of course, Scott owners. Boris is going to be leading the charge for a work stoppage on the players' behalf being the super agent asshole that he is. Yeah, he is the worst thing that's ever happened to baseball. Hands down. And he's already sounding the horn, lamenting the fact that the Braves won the World Series by all those trade deadline deals. But isn't that what they're supposed to do? It is, Isn't but he's admitting the fact that, oh, my players aren't making $300 million a year. Nobody will sign him, and then nobody wants to to, to follow through. They'll get the rent-a-player and then let him go, and nobody can make the money. Being the whiny bitch that he is, the greedy little bastard. Well, right now, the way things are going with the analytics geeks, those are the people he should be upset with because what that's going to do is that's driving down the price of starting pitching. Who is going to pay for a starting pitcher if they're not going to pitch more than four or five innings Ex Yep, because they can't go more than two times through the lineup before the stat geeks in the – in the, in the uh, front office, say, the, oh, you got you got yep. to put the bullpen in, got to put yep. the bullpen in, can't go three, even though the guy's got a no-hitter going. God forbid Ugh. we were talking here recently about we're never going to see anybody win 200 games again. We're not going to see anybody pitch 200 innings in a year again. God, that used to be the gold standard, too. And again, the strikeouts will probably stay high because the stat geeks, again, have decided to tell these guys, launch angle, you just swing and you swing and you swing. For, and if for, you strike forget out, about a base A strikeout hit. is better than a, a ground out or a fly out. No! You take the pitch you're given and you get the base hit. You hit, 
and hit and get the merry-go-round going around the bases to score. I'm sick of this all-or-nothing crap. It's ridiculous. It's destroying baseball. It is. It is. Completely. You, you have got to realize you are on the precipice of losing generations of fans. Are, does, do your boys watch baseball? Oh, hell no. You've lost that generation right there. You've lost that generation. I can't get generation. them to watch it. Hell, there are times where it drags on so damn long, I don't want to watch it. Four-hour baseball games should not happen. Two and a half, three at the most. We'll get into that another day, though. That's right. I do want to bring up one last thing in baseball, though, because this hits close to home. Is Dusty Baker the biggest choker ever <laughs> in terms of a manager? And I really don't want to call him that. Because I know he's a really good he's manager. He's a great manager, but you're right. He can't win that big series. He's fallen short how many times now? Cubs, Giants, Astros. And I'm glad the Astros are bringing him back for next year. And again, I'm not ripping on him. I'm not. It's No, just, it's just one of those situations where... He's like Marty Schottenheimer. Always the the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, and I really, I was rooting for him this year. But again, the Braves, going back to what you were saying, and and Boris ripping on the Braves for For being brilliant, brilliant for being smart beyond belief and making brilliant moves, bringing in Jock Peterson, bringing in Jorge Soler, MVP of the World Series. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do is make Why the are the Braves supposed to feel bad about that? They shouldn't. Boris is a little bitch who doesn't get his way, and he's going to complain. So there you go. But again, on the flip side, Dusty Baker again falls short. Yep. With all the wins he's had as a manager, all the postseason appearances, He's one of those guys that will get you this far, no further. But you further. can't get over the hump. Yep, this far, no further. All right, another championship discussion. NASCAR, Kyle Larson wins the cup title for this year with the win at Phoenix in the finale. Hell of a season for him. What was Ten that, wins. the 10th win? 10 wins, and... Here's the thing I liked. Number one, they qualified for this race. They did not do that stupid formula bullshit. Qualifying was a beautiful thing to see for And this that's week. what won him the championship because he got the first pit stall. By qualifying first to get that first pick. And God bless his team for getting him out with a quick stop. At the... He- the very end there. That last stop when it was all on the line, he got out first. I love the fact they made them qualify. There was practice. They have to go back to the normal structure next year. They have to. This this formula crap they've got is a joke. Because it, it's, it, it, it's helped. It helped Kyle Larson win this championship. I will not be ignorant. I will not turn a blind eye to the fact that there is no way, shape, or form that you could deny the fact 
that Kyle Larson won half of his races because of he got position? the pole because he'd won the previous race or because he'd finished second or third, but he was the points leader. And their formula, quote-unquote, dictated he was going to be the pole sitter. You but, can't do and this. some of those wins, as dominant as his car was, I don't think that would have stopped him. He would not have won 10 races. He would he not. He may have. not have. No way. He probably no wound way. up with six or seven. Right. But I want the old school. I want the old set, the, the setup, the old situation back again where you have to do it Friday practice, Saturday Qualify. qualifying, Sunday race. There you go. I want that back again because that throws in a wild card that we have not had since COVID. Get that bonsai qualifying run to get one of those mediocre And if you try to there. cheat, you get sent to the back. And yep. sometimes that works out better for you. Yep. I'm always amazed at how these guys get sent to the back and their cars are so much better because they get to work on them more. Yeah, because they have to make that adjustment. They've already cheated. They've already been sent to the back, so they can tweak their Do cars. whatever the hell they want to. Right. All right, other NASCAR news. And again, congratulations to Kyle Larson. I feel so good That's, for him you know, after what he went through last year. This cancel culture crap with what he went through last year, I love it for him to win it, and that's why I love the Braves winning. Like I said last time, the big F you to everybody who wanted the All-Star game pulled out of Atlanta. Right, right, and they put that in the uh, dope-smoking capital of the world Yeah. instead. So, there you go. Big news, though, in NASCAR. Dave and I talked about this earlier this week off mic. AJ Allmendinger will be running 12 to 15 cup races this yep. year for Catholic Racing. So that's going to be interesting. That will help. That, that will add another person you might be able to pick for a road course or a super speedway. Right. Congrats to Daniel Hemerick winning the Xfinity Championship yep. and winning his first ever NASCAR race. Which won him the championship. Yeah. How about that? Brilliant. How about that? That was awesome. Very cool. Uh, Dodge rumors are starting to percolate. Could there be a fourth manufacturer coming in to Cup? God, Dodge is flirting with coming back again, huh? Yep. It'd be nice if they could make up their mind one way or the other. Yep. Of course, the last time they were in, Brad Keselowski won. Yep. But that's been almost a decade now. So, in press conference, you know, NASCAR's leaders said, oh, we're not going to confirm or deny anything, but we love the fact that the manufacturers are looking at us as a way to, you know, market their product. Well, duh, the old adage is win on Sunday, sell on Monday. But, of course, who is going to give up a charter? Who is going to bail on Ford on their or Chevy or Toyota? Depends to how much to... money's thrown their way from Dodge. Right. There you go. I am not even going to look into this, not even going to try to decipher or dissect this, but 
the format for the clash at the Coliseum has been released. Well, you it, literally well, have to have a degree in mathematics to figure this out. All it's right, just let me like last year. Down. Yep, here we go. The Conquistador last year had to dissect the all-star race at Texas for us. So now he is going to go and look and figure out how he can explain to us what the hell the Clash at the Coliseum format actually means. All right. Clash at the Coliseum for dummies. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Then finally, um, even though he was just in the running for Rookie of the Year, Anthony Alfredo has been released from Front Row Racing. They're dropping down to two teams. So there, there's he, a shock that there's some financial implications going on. But see, you look at Alfredo versus Almendinger. Uh, and I see what is going on here. I'm taking a known commodity. Versus the unknown kid. Again, we're talking two different teams, but we want to fill out 38, 40 cars, teams, every week for these races. And I want Almendinger in because I know he can win. I know every week he comes in, he could win. Not just road courses. Yeah. No. I want to get rid of the charters. I want to get rid of these goddamn guaranteed spots. I want up to 43 cars to be able to qualify. Forget this 40-car field bullshit and the charters guaranteeing a spot. If you can't qualify, you don't deserve to race. And I agree with you, but with the money involved in terms of putting a team out there. With the money involved, you should be able to do it. Can you find enough people to be able to put teams out there? You've all, it's been an ebb and flow forever. They never had a minimum limit. 43 had always kind of been the max for some stupid reason. Right. That I don't know why. Now right. I'd like, maybe it's for, probably for pit road safety. That's fine. Go up to 43. Don't limit it lower. But my God, I hate the charters and the guaranteed spots. Qualify for the damn race. And the thing is, again, I I hate to keep harping on Almondinger, but he won a race last year. I want guys in the lineup who are going to... And that's why Anthony Alfredo getting dumped by front row doesn't bother me one damn bit. Even though he's a young driver... You have got to show me you can win a race or you can be competitive, be competitive, show up once in a while. Yeah, but come on. For some of these teams, you put a name driver and they're still not going to do anything with the joke of equipment that they get. That's the thing. Yeah. What kind of car have they got? But I, I would like ideally, and you would agree with me. Ideally, I would like 38 to 40 cars out there every week who all have a chance of winning. Yeah, that would be nice. And we know that's Uh, that's a fairy tale We don't want the starting parks. Right. That's a fairy tale. Right now, we're looking at maybe 15 to 20 guys who who have a legitimate chance. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on from NASCAR. 
Hey, in the NHL, the Blackhawks are on a two-game winning streak. Why? Because they have a new head coach in Derek King. They finally wisened up with the swap out at GM with Bowman being gone. The new interim GM said, Buh-bye, Jeremy Colleton. Thank God. And so far, it's netted two wins in a row. They got a long way to go learning a new system. But they're looking better. They're playing more competitive. You can tell there's a new schemes involved that are putting them in a better position to succeed. Good for them. And then the negative out in Anaheim, GM Bob Murray has been put on leave pending an investigation into improper professional conduct. They're saying almost since he's been there, an abusive culture not only against staff, but coaches and players as well. Not a good situation out there for the Ducks. Two things. Number one, well, good for the Blackhawks. I'm happy they've turned things around. You've noticed with all the talent they have, with Quinville stepping down, the Panthers are stumbling now. They are. There's something to be said about him as a coach. Now, you and I might disagree on this because when we went through the whole thing mm -hmm. with the Blackhawks, it was very emotional. That's your team. but It is, and I'm still not investing the time to, me, to watch him. And to me, that situation hit me hard, too, because I just don't like hearing about that kind of sexual abuse. Um, but... I am still going to be the skeptic. I am still going to be the guy that says, let's look completely, 100%, totally through everything. Because now we've got a situation with the Suns as well, the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. Yep. Here's the thing, and let me have a minute here. Go for it. We saw this before with the Clippers, where... The illegal the wiretap. Well, we think it's an illegal wiretap. Of course, in California, it's supposed to be illegal, but for some reason, they allowed it. it. They allowed it and took, stripped the team away from the former owner. And I'm not condoning sexual abuse, sexual misconduct of any way, shape, or form. But I, it seems to me. It's becoming very convenient now. It's easy to, start, to do. To start claiming these multi-billionaires have done something wrong or something was done under their purview, under their watch, that we're going to hold them accountable for. You better be very goddamn careful where you go with this. I mean, let's face it. Mark Cuban and the Mavericks got away but with Mark theirs. Cuban gets away with it. Mark Cuban is a quote-unquote favorite. Yeah, uh, perfect. Perfect way to Why look at it. Why can he get away with it? But Robert, was it Sarver? Yeah. Yep. Is being held accountable. The double You're standard across all the leagues, we talked about it earlier with the NFL and the Packers, we could talk about it with the Redskins, too. Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington football team. There's so much crap. There's inconsistency. It seems like, sickening. It seems like these disgusting. leagues want to pick and choose who they want to be owners and who they don't. 
And that's where it gets really hinky for me, is that I don't care if you like a guy or you don't like a guy. He bought the team. He has the right to run the team. No, Nobody's saying sexual misconduct is fine. Racism Nobody, isn't good. No, but it seems like it's convenient. Thank you. It just seems like it's very convenient, as the conquistador said, that you get to pick and choose who you want. And Daniel Snyder somehow has been able to this switch guy the is cracks. The scummiest owner outside of Jerry Jones in the NFL. Oh, but Jerry Jones is loved by all. Why? Again, I guarantee there is stuff under the rug, under the carpet involving the Cowboys. That will never see the light of day until I'm after sorry. he dies. How about they freaking investigate what was going on? What was it they called it? The White House that was just off their training campus? Oh, Michael Irvin. Oh, Michael Irvin was a frequent visitor. I have never made any bones about the fact that I know most of my beloved Miami Hurricanes players were scumbags. Warren Sapp, Michael Irvin. I... I I accept the fact that they were what they were. But, like Dave says, when do the owners who condone the behavior, who turned who a blind eye to the behavior, who participate in the behavior, when do they get called out? But again, it's Pick and Robert choose. Kraft, another example. I've talked about on this show multiple times how I think prostitution should be legalized. But in the state where we are right now, Robert Kraft should have been held accountable. And he got off with nothing. What happened to that tape? What happened to that tape? It disappeared. Again, this is the kind of stuff that makes ordinary citizens like the Conquistador and the Maestro question what is going on in this world hold everybody to the same standard the justice system is a freaking joke in this country it's an elitist system that screws over the normal everyday person if you don't have money you're fucked end of discussion we talked about henry ruggs last week the tragedy with him driving 150 plus miles an hour in a residential area in Las Vegas, killing a woman and her dog. And injuring his passenger. If any of us, Dave or I, or any of you out there listening, would have done that, we would be done. Our lives would be over. And I said last week, and I'll stick by this, I hope he gets 10 years. How sad is that? That I sit there and go, I hope he gets 10 years because he's a he celebrity. He's accountable. A, he's for a his high actions. profile athlete. I hope he gets, we would be done for life. Our lives yeah. would be over. But I hope because he's a high profile athlete, he gets 10 years because he can afford to hire the best attorneys. And they're he, already trying to suppress his medical records. That's the stuff we're talking about. That's the garbage that we try to bring to light here on Sports Frenzy. Is the fact that it's not His right. Lawyers are it's already trying fair. to suppress Henry the Ruggs. drug and alcohol 
tests that were done in the hospital. That's why last week I said 10 years, and I look back at the and it should be at more. the transcript last week, and I said, why did I say 10 years? Because, because I knew a freaking celebrity. Because I knew in my head that was probably the best you're gonna get because he's a celebrity. Oh! Oh! Infuriates me. So you know what that means? We got dumbasses. Do do we want to start with the NBA and the idiots in that game the other night? Go for it. With Jokic, Morris, and Butler. Granted, Morris did the flagrant foul. It was a little rough. Okay, fine, fine him for it. But Jokic, blindsiding him with that shove was ridiculous. And he deserved the, the suspension for this that. This is the defending... MVP of the league. Yeah, acting like an asshole, right. cheap-shotting a guy like that. You know you're going to get fouled in the waning moments in a tight game like that. Suck it up. Don't be a cheap-shot artist. Don't delve into that. And then, so Morris got fined 50 grand. Jokic suspended without pay for a game. And then Jimmy Butler, for trying to escalate the situation, got fined 30000 And he wouldn't. Uh, work with the NBA security on trying to figure out what was going on. Idiots. And then you got the Jokic and Morris brothers on a Twitter war. Idiot family members, again, getting involved where they don't belong. Stay off fucking social media, morons. Here's the thing, kids. We have a podcast. We acknowledge the fact we are trying to get out there and reach you guys, talk to you guys. Dave, are you on Twitter? Hell no. I am not on Twitter. You know why? Because social media is a cesspool. It is awful. It does nothing but hurt, it, damage, destroy society. Nobody cares reactions. what you think when you're drinking a, a six-pack of beer, watching the goddamn basketball game or the football game. You do what we do dissect it beforehand and drink a six pack while going over your notes once a week we on put, spotify anchor google radio public wherever you can cats, find your Apple. <laughs> but we think about it before we spout this right, off it's right. not a visceral reaction yes we curse and we swear and we give you some vitriol and some emotion but i am not getting on my phone and tweeting or putting stuff on Facebook about how I feel about something I just saw on a hockey game, or a baseball game, or a basketball Wait game. Wait for it before you react. Five-minute rule. The five-minute rule always has to come into play. All right. We talked about Henry Ruggs. Again, I hate to keep bringing this up, but dumbasses of the week. I don't have any moments of silence. Nope. So we move on to dumbasses. Mike Mayock has got to end up being, given what's happened over the last couple weeks, a dumbass beyond belief. I know we should probably lay some of the blame on John Gruden as well. But two of the first round picks for the Raiders in 2020 have now been released because of criminal activity. 
What does that say about what the Raiders do in terms of background checks, personality checks? They don't care. They're looking at talent and they want to win. Because if you have not heard. Because it's the bad boy Raider mentality. Damon Arnett has been cut. Of course, we've talked about Henry Ruggs and that whole tragedy. But now Damon Arnett has come out. He's been cut because he posted death threats holding a gun on videos <sighs> online. And now it comes out he's been involved in four different car accidents. He's being sued. Idiot. Rental car accidents where he was liable for the damages. What are you doing? We've talked about this and talked about this. You get the golden goose. Well, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings now is being accused for allegedly abusing his girlfriend physically. And there's text messages between them alluding that it did happen. So you got to go through that. Yep. Stop being idiots. And then, I have always said, I would sequester myself in a goddamn hotel room if I was making 10, 20, 30 million, 40 million as a pro athlete. I would literally do everything, anything my team told me and just catch up on Netflix videos and HBO do not Max. Put yourself in a situation that you're going to get yourself in trouble. When you're done, 40, 50 years old, then you go to town and then it's all on you. Yep. And now, the lighthearted dumbass, I alluded to it earlier. Steve Levy, Monday Night Football, talking about Najim Harris and being homeless and sleeping on the dorm floor when he got to Alabama. Najim said, wrong. I slept in my damn bed. It was actually his teammate Josh Jacobs who slept on the floor of the dorm for the first couple months. So, Levy, you dumbass, get your story straight. Yeah, the Monday Night Football crew has been pretty good for the most part, but this past week, it was pretty brutal. They had a couple missteps, and and the conquistadors mostly Steve pointing Lee. out, yeah, the most egregious of them. So thank you, kids, for hanging out with us. Always check us out on Facebook. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. Weekend edition. Check us out. Movie reviews, music, TV, and streaming. We love you. We'll talk to you next week.